Hi, everybody, and thank you for listening to the 11-1 Project. This is a podcast made by Kristen and Aaron. We are going to be discussing how we are integrating the chakras into our daily lives. We are starting on November 1st, hence 111. You can start whenever you hit play. And we're at the final chakra, the seventh chakra, the crown chakra, centered on the concept, I know. I am that I am. How are you connected with the cosmic consciousness? How are you purposely and intentionally evolving your energy? Kristen says it best in this episode, comparing consciousness to a large ocean. But don't be intimidated. If you're going to study the ocean, you start at the shore. Let's focus on our positive energy. Let's take time to connect in nature and to connect with others. Lower the chaos energy and bring up the energy of peacefulness and connectivity. Let's get started. Hi, Kristen. Welcome back. So nice to see you. We are here today for the crown chakra, the last of our chakra discussions. Can you clue us in on this crown chakra? What are things that we could be working on this week? Sure. So the seventh chakra, the crown chakra, um, is located on the top of your head and you know, the, the, the key, the key things to think about with your crown chakra are oneness, spirituality, and connectivity. So, um, cosmic consciousness and peace are the frequency of this chakra. I am that I am the knowledge of being at one with all. Um, we've talked a lot in the past about how you can eat for the chakras, the, the, the crown chakra focuses more on fasting and detoxing than it does on food because it really is focused on the spiritual aspect of our bodies and our, and our minds. So detoxing, um, flushing out toxins can boost your energy, help clear your mind. Uh, meditation and yoga is also a great way to help strengthen and heal the crown chakra. Um, I think, and this stood out to me particularly during the crown chakra week, but it's, it's really focused on how to live mindfully and how to find quiet, peaceful time for ourselves amidst our some sometimes chaotic lives. And this fell um, right over the week leading up to Christmas. And so I felt in the holidays um, that particularly stood out to me. The uh, essential oils that you can use to heal or balance the crown chakra are sage and lavender and juniper and frankincense. Um, and when we think about nature and kind of nature-based chakra healing, some ways that you can um, balance and heal your, your crown chakra are stargazing, walking in the rain, uh, just being outside and kind of in, imagining yourself or, or all that you're seeing in this kind of like violet uh, bubble. I don't, I don't think I, 
I said that at the beginning, but this chakra is associated with a violet or a violet white light. Uh, it's also a color um, that we use a lot in, in Reiki and that I'm, I'm kind of drawn to in, in my Reiki work and also in my, my own meditations. When you think about what a blocked chakra might look like, it's closed-minded, cynical, disconnected, obsessive thoughts, and a open or clear crown chakra is like enlightened, um, open-minded, no attachments, peace, gratitude, sense of oneness, and just overall sense of, of alignment. Um, there are lots of affirmations if you're working on your crown chakra that, that you can look, look into um, and that are available. You could even just, if you're on social media or on Instagram, you can search the hashtag um, chakra, crown chakra healing or crown chakra affirmations. And you can find one that resonates with you. One that I use is that um, I see the divine light within myself and everyone around me. Um, and last but not least, there are lots of of stones that can help support your work with the, the crown chakra. There are a lot of different stones uh, that, that you can use. And I think that different stones are going to speak to different people, but kind of some of the top um, crown chakra stones would be selenite, quartz, amethyst, howlite, and labradorite. And so I know that I definitely was um, carrying those around and making sure that they had prominent prominent um, areas in my workspace and my kitchen and, and throughout the house during this week. So that's kind of the overview of the crown chakra. Do you have anything to share with folks around um, what the tarot has to say about the crown chakra, Erin? Yeah, I think the tarot has a number of cards that would uh, play in well with the crown chakra, just because it's kind of that you know, a higher level of connectivity, um, but specifically things that I would kind of um, relate to the crown chakra in a positive way would be the world card, which is one of the major arcana, and it's actually the last in the line. If you think of the major arcana as a travel between the beginning, the fool and the magician, all the way to the world, the world is the last card, and it's like you have achieved um, your goal, your connection, your oneness, you're at that highest level. And so I think that way it plays very well into the crown chakra and that you have some type of uh, connectivity with everything and anything that's out there. Um, the interesting thing with the world is that it's telling you don't just stop at that, but to continue. And you have to do the same with any of your chakras, right? Just because you're feeling that you have a currently um, well-balanced chakra, you know, think about what's next, you know? And so at the end of the world, it's telling you to think about how you can go to your next level. What's your mm -hmm. new project? And I would just say anything with the crown chakra and anything else, just like this project, we've come up to this last chakra to uh, think what's next, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then on the downside would be the moon. Um, and I wouldn't even really call it the downside, but it's just kind of has um, more, it could be, it has more negative connotations in it. And the moon is also major arcana and it typically has um, two dogs howling at the moon. Um, and the dogs are showing primal knowledge that 
we all have and that dogs have and that animals have and that probably trees have, you know, but like an internal knowledge um, and how they're expressing it. They're howling at the moon. The moon and the tarot is kind of shown as like a mystical feminine energy. Um, and so when you pull the moon card, it's telling you to look into your subconscious and, and if anything is blocking uh, your connection between you and others and, and what is out there that you're not seeing, you know, so it's, mm. it's telling you to take time to uh, review your emotions and review what you're really feeling and to look for things that are out there, but that you just aren't noticing to connect in with yourself, to connect in with um, universal energy and to look for uh, true intentions and everything else. That's kind of the general idea with the moon. And I feel that that plays really well into a possibly, you know, a negative or a block chakra in the crown area. Mm -hmm. And in working through the crown chakra, were there any areas that you felt like you know, were, were blocked or, or not as clear that you specifically wanted to focus on for yourself? I feel like I have a lot of work to do in the crown chakra in that I just, I, it's like, I've only touched the very tip of it. You know what I mean? And that just goes with the um, universal connectivity of everybody. There's so much out there to learn and to figure mm -hmm. out. And I'm, you know, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a novice. I'm a little bit more than a novice, but I'm definitely not, you know, at master level. I don't know if anybody ever is at master level of the crown chakra, but when you're meditating and you get that glimpse of just the sheer size of your own consciousness, you know, mm -hmm. the sheer size of, of the consciousness that we're all connected to. I mean, it's like, my goodness, uh, I have so much to learn and to figure out and there's just so many questions. So it can become kind of overwhelming in that. And so I, I feel that often with the crown chakra because I think that it's such a huge idea, right? It's a huge mm -hmm. concept. And so for me, I spent a lot of the time that week just trying to go into nature and just, you know, trying to take it one step at a time and trying to create different connections with universal consciousness. I mean that's easy enough, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like this idea of like, if you wanted to go out to study the ocean, you're not going, you're going to start at the shore, and you're going to become really familiar with the shoreline and, and all that's there before you kind of go deeper and deeper and deeper, you're not going to be asked to be dropped off, you know, in the middle of, of the sea, yeah. you know, with with a with a journal and a notebook. And so it's, really this idea of of understanding all that is and also acknowledging that we're probably never going to truly understand all that is um but but that you can still tap into you know the frequency or the kind of cosmic consciousness of of others and yourself and kind of understand on a deeper level, spiritual connection and, and what it means to you. And I think that, did I, can I answer that at the end of the, the crown chakra week? Um, no, I mean, not, not clearly. I think it will continue to, 
evolve, but I think it's continuing to align with yourself on, on, on what spirituality means to you, what oneness means to you, what connectivity means to you. Um, and then allow that to kind of gently evolve as you evolve. And as the, you know, the, the folks around you evolve or the, our kids are, are growing and getting older and they're evolving into their own real little people and bringing that different energies into the house. And we're kind of constantly adjusting. Yeah. So I really like that analogy with, um, the ocean, you know, that makes perfect sense. I remember clearly the first time in one of my meditations that I had just like a glimpse of just how gigantic, like a feeling of just how massive the connection of consciousness is. And it's, it's beautiful. And it's at the same time, once you stop meditating and you think about it afterward, you're like, Oh my gosh, that's mm. intimidating, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and that's my ego, right? So at what point uh, can you set your ego and your like uh, personhood aside and truly experience um, all that's in the crown chakra? I mean, that's a, that's a huge undertaking. Yeah. And I think, you know, just because we're talking about the, the ocean and water, it's making me, me think about about this, there's the kind of collective ocean, if, if you will, um, for, for, for everyone. And then there's our, our, our own, and then our families and then our, mm. our kids and our partners. And one time we were talking about our, our children. And I said, well, it's kind of like they're in these little boats and their boats might feel some days in control or some days out of control, but it were the, were the, the ocean or where the sea around them. And like, our mm. job is to keep the water calm. Um, and it doesn't mean that their boats are always going to be like functioning and, and smooth sailing, but it means that we can do our best to like reduce the storms around them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then what kind of popped up for me during the the crown chakra week was like this idea, you know, and, and that made a lot of sense to me when that kind of popped into my head around, around the kids and my role as their mother. Um, but then during the crown chakra week, just really seeing my, my, my own boat, but how for, for me, I'm the only one who's controlling the, the ocean around me. Mm. Um, and it's no one else's job to do that. Uh, and so, that if, if my own little boat, as, as I say, or self is kind of feeling like chaotic or, or out of control, like I too, just as I kind of see that as my role with the kids for now, and it won't always be that way, um, is to reduce the kind of storms and, and seek that those like calmer waters that only I can create for myself, no matter what's going on around me. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's like, I think when I, and you know, it's not like I, I probably should start out the week and really dive into all that is the, the crown chakra. I kind of like go with, with my own understanding and of course look for, for different ways to, to heal it. But it was after the, the week was, was done. I saw that it's this, you know, idea that we are creating our own calm amongst the chaos and being really clear on like who we are through our own, you know, through our own spirituality. Yeah. I think the last couple of years, especially we're recording this in 2000, 
22, right at the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last couple of years with the pandemic and everything else, there's just been a lot of chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just been a chaos energy, you yeah. know? And so tuning into your crown chakra um, as a way of creating some extra level of peace and protection uh, has been very uh, beneficial to me. Like a lot of times with my meditations, I'll ground in through my root chakra and then also, um, you know, envision like a, a purplish white light mm. bubble protecting me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's not uncommon. Obviously it's not something I've created, you know, I, I learned it somewhere. I wish I could remember where, um, but it's common. Um, and part of that is to, it's, it's just been very helpful with the literal chaos energy that has just been the world, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And so it can be really protective. Um, yeah. Well, I think I had shared at the end of our, our last, um, recording for the, the third eye that I was prepping, uh, for, for the crown chakra. And I, you know, was given some, just some clear kind of homework from my guides. And you think about like allowing the crown chakra to teach us to find, to live mindfully and take peaceful time for ourselves amidst like what, you know, chaotic lives, like my two pieces or my, my two assignments were to wear a new piece of jewelry or not a new, but wear a different piece of jewelry every day, which I thought was very odd at the time. And now I better understand it and I'll share why. Um, and then also, you know, the 20 minutes of movement um, mm-hmm. per day, because I didn't hit the 15, so mm-hmm. I increased it. <laughs> So I did that and I was like, there's no way I'm moving to 25. Nobody can make me do that. So I was up every day doing sunrise yoga, which was wonderful. Of course, here on the East Coast, uh, you know, doing yoga at 5 a.m. means that it's pitch black out. But I, I love the holidays and, you know, we celebrate Christmas in our home and we just have like little twinkling lights everywhere. And so I kind of plugged those in and, and, and did my, my morning yoga by, by the light of the, you know, those twinkling mm-hmm. lights, which was, was really great. And then, you know, and that's clear, right. It's movement, it's yoga, it's healing. And, you know, my dog joined me every morning on the mat, which was kind of sweet, <laughs> but this piece around the jewelry, I have to say, it was like, you know, I've, I've done all of the kind of Marie Kondo methods of cleaning out my house and, and what doesn't spark me joy. So all of the jewelry that I have currently in my house, like it, they all, it all has a story. I feel very connected to it. I -hmm. really enjoy it. But if you've seen me in the last three years, I've been wearing the same earrings and the same necklace and the same rings. And that's, that's it. Like Mm -hmm. that is it. So kind of going in every morning into my closet and going through the jewelry and just remembering like the stories behind it and why it's special to me and why, how I feel if I'm, if I'm wearing it or who it reminds me of, like that was really like a peaceful kind of part of my morning routine that sounds kind of silly, but ended up like by the end of the week, I'm like, oh my gosh, I I almost felt like I had regained like a little piece of myself back that I Mm. literally had put in the closet um, Mm -hmm. behind everything. And just taking that time made so much more sense to me at the end of the week. And, you know, I just, I guess I share that because sometimes we might be given little pings or 
obviously I'm giving very clear instructions because I'm kind of tapping in with my guides and having these conversations the same way I'm conversing with you. Not everybody's going to do that, but, but, but everybody can feel a little ping or a little, if you kind of quiet yourself a little bit to like, huh, why do I feel like I should do this or that? And to kind of go forward and, and explore that. And it can make you feel more connected back to yourself and connected to others in ways that you might not expect. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. It also is just like taking a second to, it's like a different kind of form of self-care. You know, mm. if you really enjoy expressing yourself through fashion or accessories and stuff like that, which you always have, um, it can be nice to take a little bit of time to just reconnect with that. I, I'm often, and I've done this for now for maybe a little over a year that I'm wearing bracelets and they're purposeful bracelets. A lot of times, like mm. right now, what do I have on? I have a wooden bead one. Mm -hmm. I have on one with tourmaline and I have on one with like a jade. And I almost always will wear a wooden beaded bracelet because for me, it's grounding. Mm. And the tourmaline, I went to a grocery store that can be a little hectic. So <laughs> shout out to Aldi. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, oh so I would wear that. Do a whole side pass. <laughs> side of, I've, I've been in an Aldi once. And I love it. I love it. Said to me, you you know? got to stay calm. You got to stay focused. But do I think that this, these wooden beads are magically making me stay calm and focused? No. But I look down at them and I remind myself mm. physically by seeing it and by touching it and by uh, the energy that I put into it to like, uh, this was my intention when I went out for the day and this is what I'm going to mm. do. So mm. I think jewelry can be very um, good at that. I mean, just like wearing a locket, you know, I mean, how, how old is that? That's been around for centuries. Yeah. And it's a, it's a way of wearing something to remind you of something and to keep yourself centered on something. Um, I think it's a great way of integrating not only the crown chakra, but any of your chakras. And, and kind of like a well-being. Like if I am going to go out and meet with a friend who I know is going to be draining, you better believe it. I'm wearing my, you know, my tourmaline bracelet and I'm going to be sitting there touching it and kind of spinning it. And it's like a meditative, calming way for me to um, have a better experience of the current situation, you know? Mm -hmm. And I encourage people to really kind of think about that when they are getting ready in the morning. I think in terms of, we, we've been talking, we've used the word chaotic or, or chaos a, a lot <laughs> in, in, in this podcast so far. And in I'm life. just wondering, <laughs> yeah, like what, you know, how do you feel that you've been able to, and whether it was just in, in this week, or if you want to pull in other examples, but like, how do you flourish in chaos? Can you flourish in chaos? I think there are people who can. And I actually believe that I am someone who can, but I also grew up in this somewhat chaotic home environment. You know, I'm the youngest of seven. There was always a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And so I think in another way that has prepared me, I also think, you know, just after meeting with the astrologist and my birth chart, I think there's a lot of stuff that way that has prepared me to better deal with chaos. So I don't know if everyone, uh, I think people have different levels of tolerance for chaos for a number of reasons, never mind, you know, the general mental health issues that can impact anybody and their ability to maintain different things. It's not necessarily a good thing, mm, you know, right. to be able to handle chaos. It can kind of mean like, oh, 
she's been through some stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do think, though, that there is a, <laughs> there was one moment during the holidays where I looked at a, a family member and I was like, I'm just looking for calm, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and I looked around and started laughing. Cause I'm like, well, my house doesn't sound calm. I mean, there were, the house was filled with kids. Right. And it's just like chaotic, joyful energy. I think there's different kinds of chaos and there's mm-hmm. different kinds of, you know, there's this, I, I think like COVID chaos that we're mm-hmm. all living through. And then there's, for me, um, I, it can be calming to be around the kind of chaos of children, even though for, mm-hmm. for some, it's the complete opposite effect, right? Like they, that's not a calming space. Um, but it's, it's also, I think, kind of allowing your definition of chaos to expand and understand, like you might thrive in X type of chaos and you, and you might not in another, or maybe you don't thrive in any type of chaos. And and some people, you know, definitely have that as well. So I think there's also too, just a level of, am I able to accept the situation as it is Mm -hmm. and move on from it? Yeah. Am I able just to accept my current reality as what my current reality is and make the best of it? If right. it's chaotic, if it's peaceful, a lot of that, we're putting labels on whatever the situation is and expecting that I should therefore react to it in this way and not this way, mm. or, you know, I should be feeling this way or this other person must be feeling this too. And it's just a general question of, can I accept the situation that I'm in right now? Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who are coming out of the lockdown better off yeah. than before. Right. And had somehow, you know, managed to manipulate that energy in their favor. I mean, there are people who will literally go into prison, which I, you know, in my former career as a attorney, I've been into a number of prisons and I personally think that they are terrible, horrible environments. Um, and they'll come out better. It's not, often, but they ha- it happens. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow those individuals are able to manage that situation and accept it, and which would be chaotic and, and terrifying for anybody else. And somehow they've come out the better. I don't understand how, but it does happen. So that's yeah. an interesting idea. Yeah. It's this idea of like, I know, right. The expression of the crown chakras, I know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's moving from judgment to oneness. Mm-hmm but it's also moving to an understanding of like, I am that I am. And so there's the oneness Mm -hmm. with all, but then there's this oneness with yourself. And, Mm -hmm. and when you really are understanding, I am that I am, you're, you're diving deeper into what, what makes you thrive? Like what, what kind of energies you want to be calling in and, and an understanding and an acceptance of your current um, situation and, and, for, for some people that's going to make them do X, Y, or Z or make changes. And for others, it's going to make people kind of expand what their current situation is. Everybody's different and it's evolving constantly and all the time. Mm-hmm. But this like idea of, you know, I am that I am um, stuck out to me during the crown chakra. It was the weirdest thing. I had um, blood transfusions after my son's birth. Um, and have never given it a second thought. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And for some reason, the, the crown chakra week was a very sleepless week for me. I was up. I mean, one night I remember not going to bed until five in the morning, just laying there. I, I just could not go to sleep and I just was fine with it. I was just like, okay, my body is clearly processing something. And it just one night when I was doing this meditation and I was meditating for, for gratitude, what came through to me was this blood transfusion and kind mm. of this idea of oneness and really thinking about like, whose blood was that? And who's the nurse that took that person's blood? And then mm -hmm. who stored that? And then how, like the whole, like kind of chain of events and just like, I guess, a greater appreciation for, um, you know, what we have access to medically. I mean, if this was however many years ago, I, you know, that, that wouldn't have been an option for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's just this idea of kind of allowing the gifts to unfold every day and being pleasantly surprised, or I don't know that I was pleasantly surprised. I guess I was just surprised about what kind of comes up when you quiet your mind and you allow space for, for gifts to unfold. Did you feel like you had any special gifts unfold during the, well, I, mean, I don't know if I would call it a special gift, but I purposely went out to this area of woods that I find to just be somewhat magical. And it's not far away from my house. And it's like, I always, it's like, I see stuff out of the corner of my eyes whenever I'm there. And I always feel like I can feel that it's like a very spiritual area. And when I was walking, I saw you know, what looked to be like a little fairy area. And if you're like, <laughs> you grew up in somewhat of an Irish household, you might know what I'm talking about, but it's very traditional in Ireland. And say, uh, say that like a ring of trees is like a fairy, mm -hmm. a fairy ring or like, you know, don't go in there. Um, and I saw a ring of trees that was very delineated and I, you know, stopped and asked permission to like, uh, I was having a real moment. Okay. I was in the woods. Yeah, wish asking... I saw you. I wish I was a stranger watching. <laughs> I was asking permission of the fairies to enter the ring and they gave it to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I sat and I meditated and mm. I wasn't thinking about anything in particular. And I, I think I texted you because I thought it was so spot on and it, what just came to me was children should be filled with our good intentions, not burdened by our expectations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can't say that I was specifically feeling having any concerns about my kids or about right. anyone's kids or anything like that. But I just thought that's a beautiful idea. I'm putting it out there now into the universe. Hopefully someone listening to this is going to, is going to be able to use that. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and it is what it is. That's what I got. Okay. Well, it's, but it's the new year. Right. And, um, even my son said, Oh, uh, a new year's Eve, like, aren't we going to set our new year's resolutions? Like what are, what should we give up? And I said, well, I, I kind of prefer, you know, intentions and like setting intentions and what are our intentions. And we even had that kind of conversation. And, and for me, I think it's not at, it's not, when I say this, it doesn't mean like, don't stick to your goals, don't make goals, set them, achieve them. But I do believe that your intentions can evolve as you evolve and mm -hmm. that it's important to understand when your goals shift and when your goals, uh, you know, what's important to you evolves. Mm -hmm. And, and so when we think about filling our children with good intentions, that's going to evolve as, as they evolve and as we evolve. Um, and 
uh, yeah, right? Like, of course we all have private or sometimes not private expectations for, mm-hmm. for ourselves as, as mothers or, you know, as a caregiver or parents um, and, and our kids. And I think it's important to really apply the work that we're doing for ourselves and, and just be really proactive around using that language with our kids as well and thinking about how do we fill them with, with our good intentions and how do we fill ourselves with our good intentions yeah. and not burden ourselves by our expectations too. I mean, the so. truth is, is that intentions and thoughts, those are all um, very specific energies. Mm. And just like you're saying, when we do uh, use them purposely, uh, we're channeling in you know, the energy of the universe and we're planting it into ourselves and it implies a lot with manifestation. It implies with kids. You can kind of tie it into healing and Reiki. Um, and I have just, I'm, I have a mindset of always just trying to figure stuff out and, um, and then also trying to figure out how to describe these things, you know, to my kids or, or elsewise. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think about how to describe energy um, and the transmittal of energy and how I'm receiving messages and you're receiving messages. Um, and I was doing laundry, sitting there thinking about this, like, but how does it, how, how, how? And I had my ear pods in listening to a podcast, folding the laundry, and there was static electricity in the laundry. And then all of a sudden in my ear pods, it went, you know, and I just kind of kept going and and folding and then it kept happening. And I was like, this is the lesson, you know, this is me asking a question and getting a direct answer back being like, this is it. <laughs> it just, right. I, I don't know how that happens. You no, know, I don't know how Wi-Fi works, but it works, mm. <laughs> you know, right. but there's, we have all these very specific examples in our life of how energy works and connects and is transmuted between people, but we're so used to them that we don't even think that that's energy being transmuted you know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm sitting there trying to figure out, well, how does this work? And it's like, duh, it's, you've, you've known about this for your entire life. Why are you asking this question? <laughs> right, right. Why yeah. do we overcomplicate things? Sometimes when we're asking for answers and we're clearly given them, um, we're like, okay, let me ask it a different way in case there's a different answer. And let me, you know, we're <laughs> constantly questioning. I remember um, just yesterday, I had, had this question about a property um, to my friend. She said, you know, somebody in your family is going to like come upon this dream property and it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be really important in their lives. And it's really essential that they, they understand that because that's not going to make sense. And the timing's not going to be right. And I said, Oh, Ooh. well, you know, so is it me? I hope it's me. It's not you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sent her this picture, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And I, I said, well, someone in my family just looked at this property. Do you think it's this property? And it was, I mean, I'll have to send the picture to you because it literally looks like it was painted out of a fairy tale. And I said, is this the dream property? Or do you think it's, there's another dream property coming. <laughs> is there a better and, dream <laughs> and I thought I just felt so silly and I'm like oh my god yeah why was I even questioning that it, of course this is the property I mean it's 
like a, a you know amazing and it's in the mountains and there's ocean views and you know wine vineyards and it's just like what else is a dream property if not this but even here I was was like well let me see was it this one was it this one is right it this one needing some kind of confirmation <laughs> and I think that it, it can be like that with with experiences too right so if we like have like are excited to to do something or like get together with friends and mm -hmm. have this like weekend together to like allow these simple answers to unfold before before ourselves you know mm -hmm. i think is 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 important i do i do want to share i actually had uh, my my one one of my sons had kind of a traumatic health scare during the the crown chakra week and it was towards the end of the week and and he's fine now but it was a really scary day and it was like this i kind of like to describe it as this like volcano of mother all of my motherly worries like exploding right before my eyes and so it was really hard for for me but it happened in the morning and again he's he's fine um now and and was pretty soon thereafter but um it happened in the morning and that morning i woke up i did my yoga i had all of my oh i was supposed to see you that day i was so excited it's picking out my jewelry right. mm -hmm. um and then i was kind of like called into the records and i kind of said like i don't really have time to give myself a reading this morning um it's not on my agenda and you know my guides were kind of like <laughs> yeah but just come in and and so i did and the reading was all about like okay christmas is coming you know you have all this family coming into town i was actually picking all of the family was arriving that day and um and just how important it was to enjoy them and to enjoy the family and to really enjoy you know in all of the individuals that were going to be coming in into my home um as a collective and in an individual level and then while i was in my records um you know my son had this like health issue and afterwards i kind of was like a little pissed off like why why were you i was like talking while i'm driving like why did you insist that i come in for a record reading like what uh you know that, that just didn't seem it, it made me feel like distrustful a little bit actually of my guides of the process of my own self of my own like instincts like how did i not know that this was coming that morning and that this was was going to happen and then later on i I, you know, went, went back into my records and they're like, well, if we didn't do that, like you wouldn't have had the, the kind of understanding of like what's next after this. And that mm. there is something next that like, we are having you focus on like the next week and how we want you to, you know, enjoy your family. Because if we didn't do that, you would have been sucked down into this like kind of worry spiral um, and us doing that allowed you to kind of understand, like, not that it wasn't a big deal at the time, but that it, it wasn't going to be like this life altering event, which I, I kind of felt in that moment and in that day that it, that it would be. And I've now shared a few things of like, well, it doesn't always make sense, but to allow your inner, um, your, your guides, your intuition, whatever it is to kind of help lead you um because 
they really can, it, it can be a helpful um, tool and it, and it certainly was for me. I think your reaction is totally reasonable, right? Right. Um, and it's an example of falling into worry and fear mm. and anxiety mm -hmm. and the ego and um at the same time you're having very clear intuition pings of like everything's fine but i mean you can't just follow that right of right. course you're going to have um all these concerns and so it's it's actually a really amazing example of how you're getting both messages at the same time mm. And it's so hard to believe the good one, right? Yeah. No, true. <laughs> you know, it's right. so hard to believe like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Because it would almost look like derelict if you're like, eh, it's going to be okay. I mean, when you're talking about the health of your child or a loved one, mm. it's um, hard just to be like, I have a positive outlook. I have a good feeling, you know? So yeah. I hope right. you give yourself some grace with that. But it is very interesting, too, that... um you were receiving both those messages and it's so easy for the ego to take over even when you're you know a reiki master mm. um, who's meditating in the morning and and wearing her chakra jewelry so <laughs> i hope everybody gets a little break from that too you know to cut yourself some slack and um when you are getting those little intuitions take a little comfort in it but also just i mean it's totally normal to be in the human experience and to mm. to be so scared like that yeah, we talk about that a lot, you and I, and I think especially in this week of focusing on the on the crown chakra specifically, like, you know, we're well, you yourself just shared like that you were doing some of your reflections while you're folding laundry, like, you know, or or I'm doing something while I'm I'm driving my son to the doctor. Like there we we're still living in these um kind of sometimes taxing and always, I think, reflectively fulfilling realities um, that it, it's just about finding those little space, the, the little bits of space and little bits of time to carve out time for yourself, right? Um, and and have the, the reflection. It, it's, and, and not only reflection, because I think that there's also this piece about really looking forward to and thinking not just about what has occurred, but what you would like to occur and, and mm -hmm. setting those uh, intentions. Um, I think if you're really intentional, especially with the crown chakra, the payoff is huge because you start to see things that can't be explained otherwise, mm. you know? And so if you're really truly intentional with connecting to the crown chakra and the universe, there will be examples that just can't be explained. Um, once this wasn't during this week, but over the summer, um, I met up with my sisters who I hadn't seen before the um, pandemic with my kids and we went to Montana and there was just a random place called the Montana Vortex. And one of my sisters loves random places. So we went there and it's, I guess there's certain points of the world that are said to be vortexes. And it's a, you know, a spiral type energy. And the tour guide went on for about science for a long time. Mm. <laughs> I didn't catch most of it, but I had the most intense headache just from mm. being there. And it was the kind of place like you stand here, she stands there. Look, now she's taller. Now she's shorter. You're standing crooked. There's a crooked, you know, all these different things um, that couldn't really be explained. And I had this huge headache 
And I left my kids with my one sister and I walked away and there was my other sister saying, God, I have this terrible headache. And we both just all of a sudden got this terrible, terrible headache just from being in this one specific energy spot. And once we left, it was gone. Um, and so that's just, it's just so clear that if you're thinking and recognizing things, you can find these spots of energy and these connections. Another one that comes to mind was um, I follow this woman named Shakti Sita, who does a lot of Kundalini yoga stuff. Um, and just in one of her Instagram lives was talking about um, the energy shifts that you can make in yourself. And that if we as a group put out the energy shift of I'm going to find a white feather, then you will start to find white feathers. And so her theory was more than just, you know, you're manifesting this white feather, but she took it the extra level of like, if we all connectively are manifesting these feathers and we are all connectively shifting into a different parallel, mm. like into a different parallel lifeline energy. And therefore we're breaking off on that. And, and I don't know what's happening with folks who aren't broken. Off on that. <laughs> but it's this idea of not only like we're manifesting a feather, a feather is a palpable way of saying, okay, now I've manifested into this other timeline. You know, and so it's so interesting. And and of course, I found white feathers and everyone was finding white feathers on her Instagram feed. Um, it's just so interesting to think about how once you start to identify these little energies, how can I then use it right during meditation mm -hmm. within my own body, within my family unit, within all the different bodies of water you had just talked about. And um, the idea of how that energy can then truly shape the future like you were even just talking right now you know it, it's it's yeah. amazing stuff it's this idea of like when you start to look for something it appears something that that seems random but then you're like kind of syncing up and there's the same energy that you're sinking into and we talk about that all the time that like you and I'll have a conversation and then a podcast will come out and you know we'll both listen to it um, or we'll share it with each other and say like, wow, they're talking about the same exact thing that we're talking about right now. Or, or like if you're having a conversation with a friend um, and you kind of bring something up and it's something that they were also thinking about at that moment. Or like if you're thinking about somebody and, and they call you. But I would say that like podcasts um, can be like such a good tool and have been a wonderful tool for me over the last year, you know, where I'm working as a project manager at a university during the day. Um, and some of the work that I'm doing can be like, like updating, like spreadsheets and, you know, it's not that it's mindless, but I can listen to podcasts while I'm doing it. And like, that helps me feel like I'm staying plugged in and tuned in and like connecting with people, even though it's, you know, uh, I'm just listening to a podcast for somebody I'm likely never to meet, but can feel really connected with them in the same way that you can with, with friends. And so I, I would encourage folks to, you know, find the, you know, kind of group of podcasts that really speak to you and, and energize you because I love listening to podcasts and I love having the conversations with, with, with you and, and with others where we can really dive into 
um, spirituality. And when it's not possible to have the conversation, like listening to a podcast can be one, one good way to do that. Mm -hmm. You're intentionally picking out these podcasts, filling your head, spending your energy, thinking this way. So you're therefore changing what you're going to do in the next hour, the next week, the next month. Mm -hmm. So you're almost purposely tying yourself into a different future, a different timeline mm. than you would have been if you weren't. Like if instead of listening to the 11-1 podcast where you're integrating your <laughs> chakras into your daily life, if instead you're listening to ah. true crime, mm. you might be going down a different path. Nothing wrong with two, true crime, okay? Mm -hmm. It's all good. Enjoy it if you like it. Sure. But these things that we're ingesting and these energies and ideas that we're bringing into our head are sending us into like a different parallel. If we're sending ourselves into this parallel and more and more people are doing that, then more and more energy is going into this, into these concepts. I mean, that is therefore increasing the connectivity and, and the power of the universal crown chakra. I mean, we're getting in there, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's one, there's one person, and I know you and I both listen um, to, to Ashley, her name's Ashley Wood, and she um, has a podcast that's called Align Within. And what she does um, is she kind of does these Akasha, she opens up the Akashic records for anyone that's listening. And one thing that she always says, and, and she does a reading, and she does a reading for whoever is listening. And she always says, um, and I think you had to kind of introduce me to her and I caught up on like all of her podcasts to date. So I'm listening to them like a year out from when she recorded them, but she always says like, no matter when you listen to this, it doesn't have to be on this day. Like you're receiving, you're hearing like these messages or, or what needs to be said at the, at the exact right time. And so whether it's a, a friend who's saying something to you, um, where you're like, oh, I, I needed to hear that. Or like at work, if like a boss, you know, is recognizing your, your yeah. value and your skill and you really needed to hear that. Or even listening to like a, a podcast or, or reading a book. Like I find that a lot of this spirituality, it's like the right information at the right time comes to you. And if you're seeking it, um, you're going to be finding more and more of it. And you're just going to be surrounding yourself more and more and more with this kind of enlightened energy. And mm -hmm. it's a good, it's a good place to be in. It's like if, if we collect this information and then we rise to the occasion and, and spread it, then you can be that person in the right place at the right time to deliver that message to that person who needed to hear it. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. can be a challenge to be like, you know, throat chakra episode, go listen to it. We've gone over this a lot, mm -hmm. but, um, and, and not to be that annoying person at the party being like, want me to pull your tarot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but just rising to the occasion and, and sharing your truth with others, um, can provide that opportunity where you're then pulling other people into, um, the higher consciousness, the connectivity, which mm. benefits everybody. It just truly does. I just finished a book called The Midnight Library, which was like a New York Times bestseller. And so many people have read it. And it's all about a woman who is not happy in her life. And she's in between life and death and goes into what is a, a library in her head and mm -hmm. has a book of regrets. And she's able to go open up books 
and go back and and check out lives where she made different decisions and they sent her on different parallel lives. Um, and just the idea that so many hundreds of thousands of people have read that book and are in, ingesting mm. that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it also promising that I think a lot of these kind of woo-woo concepts are getting spread out there and more and more people are are opening to them because I mean, in so many ways, when I first read it, I started reading it. I'm like, this is like the Akashic Records. Like, Mm. this is not only introducing people to like parallel lifelines, but also, you know, the general idea of like Akashic Records in a way, you know, at least the basic concepts. Sure. Um, And the way that more and more of these things are coming into the mainstream. um, It's for me, I find it really promising. We're in this like time and space in kind of human existence where it's just more and more and more of this is is bubbling to the top and you're going to meet more lawyers who practice Reiki and and read read tarot or talk to a project manager who also can you know lead you through a a meditation and and read your Akashic records and it's it's really this this blending of who like I am who you are but who we we all are and we all are spiritual spiritual beings and so bringing that into our lives and also talking about it freely is, I think it's, it's just going to continue to build like for, for, for ourselves and, and for others. And I can't wait to see kind of what, how, how it continues to unfold and, and how even the, um, what our children's experiences are with it in, in the future too, because it's just so much more like integrated into, into our society than, than it ever has been. Yeah. I mean, yoga is totally normalized. Meditation is getting up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Reiki is in hospitals. Yeah. NASA is talking with theologians mm-hmm. about aliens. I mean, it's out there. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> I mean, we're clearly probably preaching to the choir of considering of who our audience is with this podcast. But for me, I just find it to be um, an exciting time. And I'm very, uh, even after all the the chaos energy of the last uh, several years, I'm really, really hopeful of coming out um, better at the end for everybody. shifting into the choose your own adventure kind of portion of of the journey. And so the next time we come together, we can kind of share about how we each chose to spend um, the the remaining weeks of the of the project and and where we kind of went with that and, and kind of also looking forward how we plan to kind of integrate our learnings in into the year ahead too. I'll give a hint. I decided to focus on ancestral connections and, um, you know, uh, focusing more on uh, Celtic energy and and pagan traditions and just reading into that more. What about you? What were you thinking about for next week? 
Um, for me, I was really focused on joy and creating like rituals in nature. Um, Ooh, I love yeah, that. for me too, being like playful and having fun with this work, it also brings me joy. So I did a lot of um, experimenting and yeah, you know, I went to some, some wild places in my, in my mind. Well, I, I can't wait. I mean, <laughs> talk about a tease. I would just say when you're doing the chakra project, we've gone through all of them. Yep. And if you've fully gone through all of them and you've really taken some time of just self-awareness, it's a perfect time to sit back and be like, what did I want? What do I want more of? What did mm. I enjoy? What am mm -hmm. I still curious about? Yeah. And then give yourself time to go do it. We're going to be continuing to explore. So I'm excited and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.